Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. You know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit Tacova's.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And don't go gently, y'all. Episode 363, Crook and Chase, which I've listened to Crook and Chase my whole life. I mean, as a kid, they were the they were on the radio every weekend. I would hear, and then I would see them on TV, on TNN. And, you know, a, lot, a month and months ago, Mike, we were like, let's get Crook and Chase. And then when I saw it pop up in my calendar, I messaged you. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. We got him. Like more than anybody else. You Very didn't. excited. Yeah, just because they just they know it all. They have some great stories about Johnny Cash and Shania Twain and Taylor Swift and they've just been in it for a long time. And I think sometimes people forget how famous they were in country music cuz they had, they had a national TV show on all the country channels as well as the radio show, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, they were the face of country music on a national level forever. And obviously still are. We wouldn't want to talk to them. Yeah. I mean, so, but just a really great interview. And I can attest that Charlie Chase, his voice is like this, even when he's not on the air. Sounds so good. He just has a very (laughs) deep voice. But, you know, they met back in 1983. I don't even want to ruin it in the preview because I kind of find out some stuff during the interview as well, which I thought was super cool. It's also funny when I was like, do people ever think you're married? Because, you know, I probably did when I was a kid. I'd be like, but and I didn't know why, because I didn't know who was Crook, who was Chase forever. Because I'd be like, I'm Crook, I'm Chase. And I should have known by that, but I didn't. But episode three sixty three, <laughs> this is Crook and Chase, Lori Ann Crook and Charlie Chase, and it's just super cool for me. I'm geeking out a little bit. My old school country self thought that was this was really awesome, and I hope you do too. So enjoy. Do you want us to work wheel? Well, are we gonna play any clips? No. Wait, okay, good. you're professionals okay. then. You don't need. Well, the, 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 are we rolling? We're rolling. The issue is when people don't wear headphones, as you guys will know, sometimes if they don't have headphones on, they'll just talk, they'll talk from way over here. And then you're like, no, I need you to get close oh, to the mic. Oh, yeah. No. You know? Yeah, we know better. But with you two, I need to learn things from you guys. Well, no, no, no. You know, if you go back to the old Laughing series, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, Gary Owens used to hold his hand up like this, and it acts as a little bit of a 
You still do. So. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. When we're doing our radio show, I do this. You hold your... But to me, that's like someone in Iraq reporting in from like, all right, I, I can hear you, Chuck, in this studio. Like they're holding... I would do that when I did the NFL draft because everybody was screaming in my ear. So I had to push the earpiece in <laughs> deeper so I could hear. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. know that was an actual thing used for sound. Right. It's just... Uh, it just projects what like you're saying echo. back in. Yeah. It's like you know, picking up a seashell and hearing the ocean. Try it. You can hear your voice better. Oh, I was just injuring my ear by shoving a, a, a <laughs> speaker in there. Just... I literally thought that's what we were supposed to I was like, I can't hear you guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm shoving it in there. <laughs> and don't you and don't you see a lot of people don't realize that when you're doing a live shot like you're just talking about, you've got an earpiece in there and you've got all these people talking with you. You're trying to keep your thought together. And at the same time, they're saying, "All right, now when you finish this, I want you to toss to so and so. Who's going to tell you?" You have to have about two that? brains. Yeah, it's a weird. It's yeah. weird, and I'm not great. I'm okay mm-hmm. to pretty good. I have some friends that are great at it. Like they can hear a whole three conversations while doing a live shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me again. I just tried to sh- shove it in deep because I couldn't. And it turns out I just didn't. I, I couldn't process all the voices because it was that loud. But the good thing about our job is we don't really have to. Do, at least I don't. Do you guys have to deal with anybody in your ear ever when you're mm-hmm. recording your show? Usually, no. No. I mean, we have, you know, producer in our ear usually, but uh, this is where, you know, you separate the, the big boys from the bad producers. <laughs> a good producer knows when to talk to you. Right. And that's not when you're talking. There was a clip of Casey Kasem. Did you guys ever meet Casey Kasem? <laughs> ever? Yes, he was on our show. Yeah. We did a cooking segment. Wow. He was a <laughs> vegan. And he came on and made some kind of a, a soup with spinach and dandelion greens and all sorts of things that Charlie wouldn't eat. But It, it was, looked like the front yard. <laughs> it really did. Sticks and stones and yeah. He cooked all that and you wouldn't eat it? He wouldn't eat it. <laughs> no. Isn't it, isn't it a bit? You, you didn't commit. <laughs> what do you do? You go out in the front yard and graze? I don't. I don't do. <laughs> no, give me a hamburger. It was delicious. Good. Did he talk like that in person too? Like, not so no. much. No, it's, more pro- it's more pronounced uh, on his More shows. relaxed in person. Yeah. There was a clip of him where he's recording something and he's, you may have heard it, but he's like, I don't want to do another sad song into a set. And he's just going on, right. About the dog. Yes. The yeah. dead dog. Yeah. Yes. I just wonder what clips of you two exist out there that someone luckily threw away and then never got out. Our well-paid employees have prevented yeah. that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Okay, so whenever we were having a hard time with the show, technical difficulties or something was going on, um, the director would play as loud as he could over the speakers in my ear. Wild Cherry, play that funky music, white boy. I would immediately dart out of my chair, mm-hmm. and I'm dancing. And it, it just brought the whole show. Now, I think they recorded that. I think somebody has copies. I'm glad you have it. Here's a clip of it now. Right, and <laughs> we, we pop it up on screen. And rest assured, she's taking medication for that now. Nice. Oh, yeah. Love good. it. Isn't I, there know, a song that just makes you cannot sit still, Bobby? That's an interesting question. A song that I just love. The, the, mm. Just so you have to get up Yours is Wild dance. Cherry. Yeah. Play that funky music. Do you have one, Troy? The Twist? Baby. Chubby Checker? Yeah. Just because of the fast beat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That song was number one. In 61, and number one in 63. It skipped a year. Same version or? or same song. Same and cut. Yeah. this is how old we are. <laughs> we have actually done the twist with Chubby. Yeah. Really? On Myrtle our show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Myrtle he Beach. came there and Came did on the our twist? show. He was, a couple of times. Well, he was making an appearance in Myrtle Beach. Remember when we were doing the show over there? Mm-hmm. And he showed up. He was doing a uh, 
one of the outlets over but there. But he did Music City tonight with this, <clears> too. <throat> yes, Every did. time we saw him, we always ended up doing the twist together. So much fun. I guess I just, uh, I don't, the, the years start to be cloudy to me. I don't consider you guys old enough to have been with Ch- Chubby Checker. Yeah. Not meaning you're old, but you're a, such a part of my adolescence, teenage years, <laughs> early yeah. 20s, because it, I just associate all the weekends from hearing you guys all over the country, wherever I was. Bobby, you're older than you think. Oh, I am. You're right. I think <laughs> just we... Just kidding. For sure. Okay. But no, we, Chubby was actually, and that's an, a very interesting point you make. Uh, we were not like celebrating the first iteration of the twist. We were celebrating what? Some 20 or 30th anniversary, mm-hmm. something like that. That's so. much fairer then. Okay. So yeah. he was coming back around as, as a in. celebration of... Okay, that makes me feel a lot better. Even about yeah. myself, I'm going to be honest yeah, with you guys. Like, <laughs> so okay. you, you guys have been together 40 years? <laughs> yes! Yeah, coming up. We start our 40th year this month, actually. That, any, we anything for 40 years. I mean, I am 42. Just I'm like, dang, I've, I'm doing pretty good just to be alive for 40 years, much less you guys. Wait a minute. You were in diapers when we first started? I was, yeah, too, I guess. You were peeing on yourself? I still am. No, and, and when you're still doing it. Yeah, no. Beginning and end, middle, all, all, all of that. So 40 years ago, you be, in what city did you guys actually start working together? Was it Nashville? It was yeah. Nashville. Yeah, so, but when you say you're in Myrtle Beach, were you doing some kind of show down there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, uh, we would take the show on the road occasionally. And uh, the big production, you know, we'd go over there for the summer. Yeah. Uh, had our own theater over there, the Crook and Chase Theater. And uh, You had a theater in Myrtle Beach? We mm-hmm. did. Yeah. That is awesome. That's where Chubby was. Mm-hmm. was over there Did you guys make yeah. so much money? No. Theater business is hard. But yeah, I mean, just is. to have a theater named after you, someone had to go, okay. Or did you guys just do it yourself? Well, okay. The Gatlins had it, Larry Gatlin and the Gatlin brothers. Mm-hmm. And uh, my husband and I bought it from them. Yeah. So Brett Eldridge is one of my best friends. And we've all often talked about whenever we're done, maybe people decide we should be done now or 20 years. We'll just go get a theater in Branson. And I'll do stand up, and he'll do music, and that'll be how we die. Not doing the actual show, but that's like the, that's like the end of it. That's, you know, the concept. Listen, hey, the concept over there is is quite quite good because it gives artists who are, uh, I don't want to say fed up, but tired of traveling the world to perform, they stay home, and everybody comes to them. I, I think it's awesome. It's mm-hmm. a wonderful format. I was reading a little bit about you guys because. I didn't know, and you, please correct me if I'm wrong, because the internet is known to have been wrong once or twice, <laughs> but you started in television together before radio? Is that true? Or you were in a national television syndication before national radio syndication? Okay, let, let me start. I started in radio in 66. But together? Together, we started, we did TV first, and then okay. radio evolved from that. Okay, so I was right, but I, yeah. as far as, as a team. Now, individually, Lorian, when did you start in radio? Not until 89. I started in television uh, in like 1980. Oh, that's your ba- your background is in television. Right. See, we're absolutely opposite. Charlie mm. started in radio and morphed into television. I started in television, and mm. then he dragged me into radio. What were you doing in TV? Like, what was your specialty? Were you a reporter, an anchor? I was a very terrible news reporter. <laughs> Why do you say terrible? Because... Give um, me an example. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I'm so, and this probably frightens Charlie about me, I could not cover murders and accidents and things that happened to babies that were bad. And I would just stand there on a live shot and cry. And uh, 
finally, the news director called me and said, you know, maybe you belong in entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I started doing a show called PM Magazine, which was uh, kind of a syndicated thing at the time. So I was doing it in Texas, but uh, the pieces I was doing were seen around the country, and that's how I got noticed to come back to Nashville. And so you're doing radio since... 60s, what you said, right? Right. And you started a small station, I'm assuming, in a small town like everybody did? WRGS Rogersville. Did you come out of the womb with a great voice? No. <laughs> no. Were you 12 talking like that? You know, that? it's honestly, my dad and my brother, my dad was in the produce business. My brother was a California highway patrolman and military, Air Force, police, and all that sort of thing. And myself, I got, and I was the only one who got on radio. We all sounded alike, which is kind of weird. Um, but no, I, I, the unusual story is I did have kind of a low tone and everything in my voice when I was like 12 and 13 years old. And when I first called my wife, Karen, her dad hung up on me because I was on the radio at 13. And he thought I was some 21-year-old pervert trying to call his kid, you know. <laughs> so finally, Karen and I walked home together one time and he, I was introduced to him. So we got over that. It must be in the thousands where people have thought, that you two are married because you've been a couple oh, yeah. for so long. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming that's even normal that people just think you're because Amy mm-hmm. and I, my co-host on the radio show, and we do a countdown on the weekend too. Forever, they thought we were together just because we were together mm-hmm. doing something professionally. So that's happened with you guys, I assume. Well, we have a stock answer for that, don't we? When they ask if we've ever considered dating one another. Or oh, that's oh. I, okay. My stock answer is, do I look that stupid? Mm, I like that. And mine is, do I look that desperate? <laughs> <laughs> and but um, but we used that a few times before. But uh, no, you want to hear something really crazy about that? Years ago, at the height of TNN, Charlie and I were basically ambassadors to the world uh, for TNN and from Nashville. And so, People Magazine thought that they should come to Nashville and do a story on us. Oh, yeah, do you remember this? Yeah, yeah. And so, I forgot her name. This lady, she was one of the famous nice writers lady. for People. Yeah. Very nice came to each of our homes and interviewed us individually and came down to our studio on the row and introduced us to, you know, photographers and had all this going on. She came back. Did she come back to your house? She came to my house again twice. And so she said, I need to come back and ask follow-up questions. And basically she told us that Charlie and I were so vanilla. That's the word she used. Vanilla. That this was not going to be an interesting People magazine story. And she was asking me, she goes, have you and Charlie ever had an affair or ever stepped out of line? Just something that we can put in here. I said, no, no. That was the thing. Wow. They killed the story. They didn't even do it. They They never did it. After spending days with us in Nashville, they killed the story because we're vanilla and we didn't have controversy. We hadn't done bad things. I can't believe they didn't just run it, but maybe not take up as much of the page. Wow, yeah, to just kill so it completely. Like because you did guys have such a voice, meaning not your literal physical voices, but yeah. for country music. I mean, you introduced <laughs> me to so many artists on TNN. Because <laughs> I used to watch, that's what, I, even when, it was on, when the Opry was on, my grandmother and I would watch all the time, right? Yeah. Not you guys so much then, because... Yeah. My grandmother didn't much care for the new music, so she's kind of tuning out when you guys were having it. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but you were the to me, you were how I learned as a kid. Other than Kiss in '96, it yeah. was what country music artists look like. That's what I got from you guys. First time I ever saw Little Big Town was you guys. Mm. We, like wow. saw them on the face, yeah. and I was 
I remember sitting on my couch and I think tornado had happened and you guys were like walking into a studio or something with them. I, I remember watching the. Oh yeah, our studio got hit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it was. I, I, and that's so why I told them I credit you two for letting me know they're better looking than me. And so I never <laughs> will let them off that. But I'm surprised with you guys having such a voice that they cut that story. Yep. Well, but we we did have a nice story in TV Guide. Remember that old oh, magazine? Oh, now they were very nice still to us. Is TV Guide still around? I, I think now it's just a digital space. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It, and last time I saw it, it was like a larger publication, but it used to be, you know, about like that size. Yeah, like a little square. 15 mm-hmm. cents every, yeah. came out every Friday. And Cable Ace Awards were nice to us. We got... Yeah. Uh, what, we won Entertainment News Show over yeah. um, over what Entertainment Tonight it, it Entertainment or over Larry Tonight. King or yeah. something. It was it was wild. So we were you know yeah. And right we now, having... if I'm not mistaken, I think we are the as far as a national. I think fun. you're the longest duo. If that's what you're going right. to say. I national. looked it up too. Yeah, I tried national. it. Forty years. I looked for anybody that's been mm-hmm. together, and yeah. I cannot find any national. It's hard to find anybody at well, all. The longest time is Regis yeah. and Kathy Lee. And then, um, but when she left, when she quit, and Kelly Ripa came in, then that kind of yeah catapulted us beyond them in years together. Right. Then we were often compared to John Chesh and Mary Hart on Entertainment Tonight. So yeah. we were the country version of that. Yeah. No, I think they're the the AC version of you because you guys <laughs> are the real deal. Well, you, thanks. <laughs> there you go. You've been in it. people. You, <laughs> and I mean that as people <clears throat> where you live in the country music world depended on you. And I can remember places in my life where I was listening to you. And listen, what do I know about John Tesh? I, I've heard him sometimes, but I don't think people are going to go at John Tesh and Mary Hart. Like I remember being in sixth grade, <laughs> making out the first time to John Tesh. That's I don't think that's happening anywhere. If I'm being honest, making out, making to, John. out to John. But, and also, I didn't make out in sixth grade. I was just making up some stuff there. Make note of that, Lorianne. <laughs> in the documentary, though, you guys are going to have to almost break up a couple times. Yeah, like, meaning. Really. Mm-hmm. So it's like the docu-series, Crook and Chase, <laughs> 73, and Lorianne wants to leave. And then it's you going, yeah, I, I just thought, I looked at him and thought, you looking like this, we're never going to get any further. <laughs> like, th- yeah. Did, did it ever come where like one of your agents was like, okay, it's time to take it out and go solo? Guess what? We don't have agents. No. Ever? Ever. No. Huh. No. Anyone? We actually talk to each other and work stuff out. But I mean with companies, right? I mean, they have to, you have to negotiate some sort of like... Well, yeah, but see, they uh, they contact us directly for things like that, and we feel it's uh, in our particular case, it's not, not for everybody, but in our particular case, we are hands on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're the ones going to make the decision on that. We're the one to get the initial feel of what's being offered or whatever, and we will, whether we will do it. Mm-hmm. You know, Cole Swindell and I pass a shirt back and forth of you guys that we wear every time we I know, see I, each other. Honestly, I'm, I was going to say I'm a little shocked and disheartened that you do not have my Crook and Chase shirt on. Cole has it. Cole has it. Who has my motorcycle T-shirt? Does anybody have that? Well, he had the one that, you know, the book cover. I have your two heads. Yeah, the book cover. And and I wear it all the time. And I wear it until I see Cole. And then I give it back to him. And he wears it until he sees me. We pass the crooked. We both love you guys so much. Oh, that's sweet. Does he wear it to church or something? What does he do? (laughs) You know, Is is it dirty when he brings it back? You know, it it smells a little. Yeah, now that you mention it. (laughs) Spaghetti stains. It smells a little bit. Oh, lovely, yeah. lovely. No, I have a, um, there is a T-shirt of me on my Harley Davidson wearing yeah. short shorts. I don't know why I even did that. Try not to it's choke on the water there. Have, it's okay. But if it's I find okay. one, I'm sending you one. Do you, ha- do you guys have old merch still around the house in yes. boxes? Some. Yes. I have, like, plastic tubs full of it. I was talking to Ronnie Dunn, and Ronnie and I have become friends. It's one of my favorite out-of-nowhere friendships, honestly, because I just, 
everyone was, they would be like, okay, look, because I love Brooks and Dunn, like for oh, be, yeah. just listening before I ever had sure. a chance to even get in, the, in, in this world. Who doesn't love Brooks and Dunn if you grow up on country music, right? Right. And so they would say, okay, here's the deal. <laughs> You're going to meet Kix. He's the nicest guy ever. Ronnie, a little prickly. That's what they would say. That, that, they would say prickly? like, yeah, they'd be like a little prickly. Look, look he's okay. tough. Mm. He's smart aleck, tough. He goes, so it's hard when you first meet him. And so I'm like, all right. So first time I ever played the Opry, Kicks was playing. He was doing something himself. And he came in, you know, because at the Opry, the doors stay open. Unless you're literally changing, the doors stay open. And Kicks comes in, nicest guy, big, just, hey, super, la. Went and performed, still never met Ronnie. And I'm like, oh, I never want to meet Ronnie. He's, that guy's prickly, you know? Yeah, prickly, prickly Ronnie. I'm just going to meet Kicks and feel good about it. And I, I I ran into Ronnie once. I was doing some comedy for Reba at her um, her event in D.C., the um, the, um, was my Kennedy, Center the Kennedy Center Honors. Honors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And Ronnie was in the audience. And he's like, hey. I said, what's up? He goes, my wife watched you on Dancing with the Stars. And I was like, cool, nice to meet you. And I'm thinking, prickly, prickly, prickly. <laughs> Couldn't get that out he's of your prickly, mind, could you? Prickly, prickly. Well. And then we did some picture stuff together, and he's like, "Will you text? We hey, Ronnie's awesome." Did you tell him that you thought he was prickly? I told him everybody else thought he was prickly. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm I mean, telling him. I was yeah. just like, people said we'd never be friends, and he said they said the same thing about you, and I was like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, but, well, I'm trying but, to figure out what we do if we see Cole Swindell wearing our shirt. Oh, Ronnie, have to figure out something. My point was, Ronnie said when him and Kicks broke up, they had to decide who got the merch, and Kicks got all the merch, and he's like. Yeah. Really? He was like, yeah, hmm. he's like, it's all in Kicks' warehouse because we had to split stuff up. We broke Didn't up. Ronnie get the hot air balloon or something? He did, and he puts it up in his yard sometimes. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's funny. That's right. I love it. Great memory. I want to go for a ride. Yeah, just drive by and see if you see the Brooks and Dunn balloon in someone's yard. <laughs> I want to go over to Charlie's house and, like, drop rotten tomatoes and stuff. With that house oh, from Ronnie's air balloon. I, you know, I... Okay, I I've got to touch up on something here that's been bothering me. Okay. Oh, no, What? Nashville traffic, okay? Now, I think we said over a couple of things. Hey, let's talk about this. But I want to bring this up. Not a day goes by that I'm behind somebody, the light turns green, and they sit there. And I love the way the state of Tennessee refers to it. They had their head in their app, okay? Mm -hmm. And they're not moving. And not a day has gone by in the past two weeks. And I'm serious about this. I'm not lying. I've had to uh, honk the horn. As long as you're uh, uh, that's okay, right? Because... I think so. If you do, a, uh, that's that's that, that's not. They're friendly. coming out with guns. That's and stuff. it. No, 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 no. It's just like, uh, uh. yep. That's the doot doot means. And hey, buddy. We had a discussion on what is the like if you pull out in front of somebody in this town, <laughs> which is just like a sport. <laughs> if you pull out in front of somebody accidentally or cut them off accidentally or whatever, what is the proper wave to let them know you're sorry? I I go. I just put my hand in front of my face, like oh. both hands when you're driving. Yes, kinda, both hands. <laughs> you know. And, okay. Yeah. Well, and I suggested just a slight wave. Mm -hmm. Use all fingers, but just a slight wave. That looks floppy. Looks like you're flopping a it's little like, bit. Hey, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, mm -hmm. I do. Sorry. I'm like sorry. Yeah, no, but they see, don't you do see it. Two hands too, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby I know, two I know, hands. I know, I know. They don't see it. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they'll last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. 
They offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. And stay cool in short sleeve moisture wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tacova's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. Tacovas.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, That's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, it's Amy Brown here to talk about the incredible work that's being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and to ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survivor rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. Families do not have to worry about a thing. Treatment is covered, travel, housing, food. And when you're a family that's going through this, like imagine you're a parent, your kid gets cancer. You need to focus on that child. You don't need to be worrying about other things and financial stuff can get really stressful. St. Jude covers it. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment. And when you sign up for just $19 a month, you're going to get the new This Shirt Saves Lives tee. So join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope and text Bobby to 785-833. That's B-O-B-B-Y to 785-833. Did you guys, because you've been in Nashville for so long, you ever meet Johnny Cash? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I went shopping for hairspray with Johnny Cash once. (laughs) What's the story that led to you going with him to get hairspray? It was late at night. It was Kroger 24-hour. I needed hairspray for whatever we were doing the next day, and I ran in there, and there was the man in black, standing in front of the, what's it called? The aqua something that he and Marty Stewart bought? Yeah. Uh, aqua finish or something. <laughs> Aquanet. <laughs> Aquanet, there it is, yeah. So Johnny Cash and I are standing there just kind of laughing and talking about which hairspray we're going to get. There are so many things to unpack. Johnny and Marty bought Aquanet, mm-hmm. the brand? Mm-hmm. I think uh, Marty might still use it if it's around. Wow. And yeah. then he was just hanging. Was Was he recognizable? Yeah. No, sure. He's always, he's always wearing black. Yeah, that too, right? was back when nobody went to the store that late at night. Yeah. Except Johnny Cash. Except me and Johnny Cash. And somebody who needs hairspray late night. But you know the thing Crazy. is in this town, when you see people like that, they're usually not bothered. Mm-mm. People are respectful of what they do. They realize this is an entertainment center and see stars all the time. Just, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, 
Mm, I don't know. I think it's starting to change a little bit again for the worse. Mm, I think maybe. it depends where where you go. If you go to a real touristy place where people kind of don't know the rules, mm-hmm. then it gets a little ugly. Yeah. So yeah, you just kind of have right. to pick your place. Because I don't think it was, you could tell me if I'm wrong, I don't think it was as like a bachelorette touristy. Not even close. No. 25 years ago. No. No. Not even close. no this, this city has changed. It's grown, it's grown really fast. And because of the influx of people, um, it, I like to... I always like to say this has small town charm, but it's a big city with small town charm, but that's mm-hmm. changing. Yeah. Is that your only Johnny Cash experience? Oh, oh no. Oh, you do have a lot. Oh, he was on our show numerous times. Did numerous you like times. him? Oh, Loved yeah. him. He was great. You know what surprised me a lot? He uh, he helped us actually do a uh, surprise tribute show to the Statler Brothers. You know, he helped get the Statler Brothers started. Mm-hmm. And... The Statlers didn't know Johnny was going to be there, and um, Johnny was going to jump in and sing with them and surprise them on some gospel numbers. And backstage, well, I remember, I think this actually happened, Charlie, on the air. Backstage, Johnny Cash was pacing back and forth, and he was sweating. Right. And even when he got on set with us, he still had um, just some perspiration on his face, and I don't know if I kind of wiped it off or whatever, but he admitted that he, he was nervous. He, he was still, after all of his superstardom, his world travel, getting on a set in front of cameras on live TV, especially in this sort of a surprise situation where we're all by the seat of our pants. He admitted he was nervous. Mm. It's wild that someone who had done so much still felt like we feel sometimes. Mm-hmm. He was a funny guy, though. He was on the show one time, and we have a segment of audience questions for the crowd would actually fill out questions and pass them to our producers, and they'd pick one out and send it to us. And one of them said, uh, Mr. Cash, you are always wearing black. Do you wear black underwear? And his response on camera, live on TV, was, I don't wear underwear. <laughs> <laughs> so now we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. I had uh, Hank Jr. in a couple months ago, and he was a handful. I mean, he was a... He, he he was a handful, and I don't I don't know if it's because he's gotten old. He wanted to smoke a cigar inside, and we can't we can't do. It's not my right. building. I don't make the rules. Yeah. And then so then he just wanted to get out, and it was he was a handful, and it was really yeah. cool to have him in. But was he a handful back then? Oh yeah, but I mean he was always very nice to me because I met him kind of as a, a cub reporter early in my career, and um, <laughs> my first encounter was asking if I could go to his home in Paris, Tennessee, and do, like, a big documentary with him. And so, uh, <laughs> I don't know how much of this I should tell. That means all. All plus. <laughs> no, I, I remember most of it. Go ahead. Some of it I'm not going to tell. But I will say, so I got there, and I needed a place to touch up. And so he sent me to his bedroom where there was still a young lady there in the bed. I thought that, I thought you were going to delete that. <laughs> You're going to leave and keep that. Okay. No, no, Sorry. no. The other no thing. one was surprised that we were all like, okay. No, okay, that's thing. fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is uh, this is okay stuff. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> so I go into the bathroom and the toilet seat is that Rolling Stone that Rolling Stones. Uh, the tongue. The tongue thing is yeah, the yeah. is the toilet seat. Hmm. And uh, there are things that I can't tell you about that were <laughs> sitting on the sink. Um. But anyway, I was just, I felt like, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? This was the beginning of the day with him. 
But I have to tell you, he was the nicest guy. He took me out. He had a little canoe. He taught me how to fish on his pond. We had just the greatest talk about his life and how at one point he just wanted to die. And we had such a great time that he then later on invited me out to uh, Montana where he had a, a place out there. And... Uh, got some more great footage out there. So he and I became really good friends. He wrote me a note one time, uh, which was very dear to my heart because he said most reporters came and just tried to get trash on him. And he signed a picture for me that said, Dear Lorianne, thank you for making me look good. Love your friend, Hank. That's awesome. And, and he was nice with us, but he just wanted to get out. He was a handful like, all right, let's go. Come on. I need to go yeah. smoke my cigar. I need no, no patience. And had you said you went to his house and... It was pristine and it was clean and there was uh, only the Bible. I'd be like, that's not that's not the Hank I know. That's not the, that's not the Hank on brand. But that's funny. He had the Rolling Stones toilet. I want to get one of those now for my toilet. Yeah. the big tongue. Yeah. yeah, I didn't use the bathroom all day. Yeah, I would have probably had to try to go there though. And that once, just because that's where it was. What about an early young Garth? Oh, what, what, what was a young Garth like? So, don't you? Th- when we first met him. We had not seen him on stage. Mm-mm. And this guy walked out on our set. We had, you know, kind of a live situation where we sort of met people briefly backstage. I'm not even sure we got his name right. Were we call him Garp or Garf or no. something? <laughs> I, we no, had never we heard, got it right. We, we had never right. heard Garth before. I could not believe how soft-spoken, very gentlemanly. I mean, we're about the same age, but he called me ma'am. And I thought to myself, and I don't know, Charlie, if you and I had a conversation about this or not. I thought, how is this guy ever going to make it in music? He, he, he's not outgoing enough. Mm. Little did we know that he's a maniac mm. on stage. Saves it all for there. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Was he super kind? Was his reputation, because now it is, and I've been lucky enough to get to know him on a personal level a little bit, do things professional with him. Was he super kind then, too? Always. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Always. Yeah. And um, I, I recall one time he was uh, doing Music City Tonight with us on TNN. And I had some friends in from my hometown of Rogersville, uh, Mavis, Ma. She was kind of like my second mom up there. And um, she was backstage. And after the show, Garth's on his way out. And he spots her. And he sort of figured, he put two and two together and said, Are you Ma? And she said, Well, yes, I am. And he took his hat off and shook, his, shook her hand and said all sorts of pleasant things. And that was the biggest thrill in the world for her. And, you know, when Garth first started out, uh, he was signed with Capitol. And Jimmy Bowen, who was the guy who headed up the label at that point, was the one who signed him. And I'm playing golf with Bowen. And this is about the time Garth is really starting to explode. And uh, Jimmy just kind of laughed. When he was telling the story about Garth, he said, uh, I said, well, how, how'd Garth do last year and how's he going to do this year? He said he went from making eh, $28,000, $30,000 a year doing the clubs. And then he mentioned some astronomical number, like seven figures overnight. Hmm. And the thing is that he, Garth is genuine. He's very sincere. He's kind. All that you see, that's him. Can I tell you uh, there's something? No, there's no put on. But he's no pushover mm-hmm. either. No, no, no. Um, I've done a couple of business things with him where we did some specials together and partnered our two companies. Yeah. 
And he, he knows what he wants. He knows how he wants it to be and how he doesn't want it to be. And um, he respected my opinions, but he's very professional to work with. But that, it's really interesting because you would think that, oh, maybe he's so soft-spoken that people could take advantage of him. No, he's mm. very astute, very smart. You know, the one thing I've always wondered about, these mega tours that he's on, you know, he's finished up in, uh, finishing up in Ireland and all the stadium tours and everything. How hands-on is he on a daily basis on something that gigantic? He's got to have some lieutenants, you know. But I, but knowing Garth, he's in on everything that's going on. I think sincere is. I've always searched for that perfect word. I mean, he's so sincere. Yes. So 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 sincere all the time that you start to go, wait, is this real? But then after you spend even more time with him, you're like, yeah, it's real because mm-hmm. he's never not. But he, he's also told me he's, there's three Garths. There's Garth the businessman. Mm-hmm. There's Garth the entertainer. There's Garth the person, and they all are very different. And so, Garth the businessman, I don't know that I want to get mixed up with <laughs> in any way where I'm against him. Yeah. Garth, Garth the person, awesome. You know, we were, uh, I love to hear those stories because Garth had called and said, hey, come open up. I played Razorback Stadium. like 75,000 people. He said, come open up. Um, we'd love to have you perform before I come on. But what they said to me, and I was like, oh, okay. And it's a little weird about it, but I said, okay, we'd love to because I'm in a comedy music group and we play big shows, but not like that where it's also, maybe people don't know who we are. People come to a theater and watch us, but... Mm-hmm. 70,000 people who don't know what's going on, they're like, these guys like the weirdo Wiggles or something, you know? <laughs> That's what we thought. But Garth's like, you got to come to us. Wiggles. So, so we go and we show up, and Garth is there at Soundcheck, and it's like, hey, man, he's like, I'm going to talk to you for a second. And I was like, what's up? And he said, you can have the whole stage. It's a whole round. And most headliners don't allow the opener to have the whole stage, mm-hmm. especially one around. And then he goes, play as long as you want. And I was like, <laughs> wait, you don't want that. He goes, how, how long is you you're supposed to play? I said, 35. He goes, well, play 50, play 50, 60. Trisha goes, you go over 60, I'm coming out. <laughs> he goes, she goes, I'll stop you. <laughs> but, but we only have six songs. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just awesome. What about Taylor? Yeah. Taylor Swift. Oh, oh my oh, gosh. Remember the first time we've got, see, we've got the audio of that somewhere. Well, um, can I, can, let me just jump in yeah, here real fast yeah. because we got a phone call from yeah. our friend. And I don't think it was Scott Borchetta himself, but some assistant, just which is just a few doors down from us mm. and of course everything on music row everything your doors are locked for obvious reasons <laughs> and they said in a few minutes your doorbell at your studio is going to ring just open the door yeah so and we went down there and opened the door and it was this beautiful blonde young lady with a guitar was she 14 at the time i think she was 14 mm-hmm. and she wandered up in we the let studio. her in yeah she wandered up in the studio <laughs> based on that phone call okay and just as sweet as she can be. And we, we sat down. We talked about her being in high school at this point, writing some songs. She said, uh, I've just written a couple of songs. I'd, I'd love to play them for you. And we said, sure. So she reaches down, brings up her guitar, and fires up what became, I guess, her first two number ones. Uh, Tear, and, Tim, McGraw Tim McGraw and Teardrops on My Guitar. Teardrops on My Guitar. She performed them both right there. I'll, just and I was in tears. I was sitting there crying. This girl, 14-year-old girl I had just met, because what she was singing about reminded me of being in junior high and yeah. having a, a first love or yeah. whatever. She yeah. had me in tears the first time we met. Pretty cool. That's Yeah, that's an awesome story to have. And that you let her in. I don't think I'm letting anybody in on music row knocking on the door. <laughs> Even if somebody says, let them in, I'm like, oh, no. Well, I mean, yeah, well, listen, that was... Uh, how many years ago was that? I mean, things have changed a little bit right. more since then. But, uh, yeah, we that was based on people that we know and work with mm-hmm. and, and business knowledge. Why not Lorianne and Charlie? 
instead of crook and chase? Like, what was that conversation? I don't think we ever considered Lorianne. No, Charlie. Crook and Chase had a better ring to it. It does. Yeah. The alliteration's good. You just don't know who's who just by the last name. Because I'd be like, which one's Crook? I right. know because I know you two. But if I just were to hear you on the radio, mm-hmm. Crook and Chase, they both could be either. Yeah. Well, and the reason it isn't Chase and Crook is because think about it. If you say it fast enough, Chase and Crook, it sounds like a cop show. Starsky Chase, and Hush was chasing, big at that time. Chasing, like mm-hmm. chasing yeah. Crook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was Crook and Chase, and uh, and I don't know, were we comping some other show that had last names at that time? Mm-hmm. So. Or maybe we were trying to be different. Starsky and Hutch? That's the only Regis one I Regis and Kathy Lee, we thought yeah. we'd be different, Crook and Chase. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you got another CMA nomination. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Even 40 years later. Well, and likewise, sir. Yeah. Oh, listen, I don't get to do what I do if you guys don't do what you do for many, many years, so it's like, oh. I know that I get to be on the shoulders of the greats. But it's, you know, Tim McGraw as an example, or Kenny Chesney, even Garth, to be able to do something at a high level for so long. Because this is not the CMAs of people who used to be awesome. This is the people who are awesome right now. And you're nominated, uh-huh. you're, you're nominated again now. I, I would just think that it's, like, still so cool to, every, oh, yeah. that when it comes out, you're just there again. Well, can I tell you why it's so cool? And you're just going to think that we are such idiots. For how long, Charlie, did we not submit to be considered for broadcast awards because we didn't know you were supposed to? Mm-mm. We just thought there's this, you know, large body, how many, six, seven, six, I guess, thousand people in the CMA. And we just thought that they all voted and just maybe they didn't think we were very good. And it, we were probably <laughs> like, how many, like 10 years yeah. into our radio career before somebody said, I guess we went to a CMA party or something, and somebody said, how come you guys never submit? You, you know, you're great go, on the radio. What? You're like, our agent was supposed to do that. <laughs> like, what? And we had no agent, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you would think you guys would have uh, so many more we if just, you just knew. We did not know that we were supposed to do that. And we felt funny. The for, Even now, we kind of feel funny. And so we try to have people that work with us. Well, you write this about mm. us. You know, you tell us what we should submit. It we does do, feel odd. We can't brag on ourselves really well. Well, I can brag on you. I've been doing the whole show. Well, <laughs> you're kind to say that. But seriously, if we sit down and we'll we'll, we'll confer about this, and I say, oh, that's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit too self-centered, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, but these days, darn it, Charlie, you have to. I know. Yeah, gosh, gosh, we're good. I tell them, I tell them, I don't want to see it because it makes me uncomfortable. But make it as self-centered as possible. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to know, but I just like make that. it so. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they'll last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. They offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. And stay cool in short sleeve moisture wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tacova's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. Tacovas.com. And don't go gently, y'all.
Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, how did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. I saw that you guys did they, on that Shania Netflix documentary. It, yeah. You were in it from back, back. I don't know how long ago 93. That was. Okay. Yeah. So what was Shania like when she came to town? Oh, she was, uh, she was a regular on our Music City Tonight show to begin with. Mm-hmm. As, I think, what was that first single? Or no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Be- even before Music City Tonight, because wasn't she on yeah. Mercury? And she right. had her first album out. She came on our show and performed. That's yeah. what that was. And then in between that and all the major hits, she was a regular performer on Music City Tonight, where she would do cover songs, okay? She was great. Just absolutely gorgeous, as you could know. Mm. Um, and she, I, I, I recall being in the dressing room, you know, and everybody's getting all made up and everything for the show. And she's just, just sitting back there in one of those director's chairs like, hey, how y'all doing? You know, one of those kind of things. Just a, just a sweetheart. And then suddenly, after meeting Mutt, things exploded. She became a worldwide phenomenon. It and, felt quick mm-hmm. to you guys, too. Yeah, and i tell you what was funny. All of a sudden. We're, she did her world tour, and she was a Bridgestone Arena. And I, I love telling this story. again. Talk here. about self-serving. Here it comes. Uh, we're probably 12 rows from the stage. You know, Shania had set us up some tickets, okay? It's a business thing. So I'm there with the family and all that. We're enjoying the show, and she's she's great. And she looks down in the audience, and right in the middle of the song, she says, I see you, Charlie Chase. And, of course, in front of me are Frank Wycheck of the Tennessee Titans and Al Del Greco, and they both turned around and said, well, your stock just went up. (laughs) And I'm yeah, I know. Did it get weird 
when her fame became international, meaning did were you seeing international situation were people coming into town? I don't know. It just she got so big in so many countries, more so than maybe except for Garth, maybe more than Garth. I don't know. I just feel like she's been the most famous country music artist we've ever had. Oh my gosh. I mean, she traveled the world. I believe mm-hmm. uh, on one of her later albums with Mutt, they traveled around the world and recorded. Uh, in like in India, and I don't know, different places, Nepal, I don't know. Um, but yeah, you know what's so funny? Prior to meeting Mutt, that that was just a, a big turn in her life, and, and she would even tell you that. But she would be talking to us backstage, and I thought it was so interesting. She goes, I just don't even know if I, if I fit in this town. Yeah. You know, there were writing appointments, and you had to be a certain place a certain time and write with this person and that person. And she goes, I'm going to... I'm a little loose for this. She has to be inspired. I think that's why she and Mutt clicked, because he allowed her to, and I guess what Mutt does, he allows people to be the artist that they want to be. But he's so private. I remember, she disappeared from Music City tonight for several weeks, and when she came back, she was married. And she brought a picture of her wedding, but it was cut in half, prophetic maybe. But Mutt wasn't in it. I was like, well, wait a minute. Where's your husband? Because I didn't know who Mutt Lang was at the time. And she goes, oh, well, he's really private, and I can't show his picture around. But she wanted us to see her in her wedding dress on her wedding day. But it was, I don't think she was with our show more than a few months after that because she and Mutt just. I gave her one of my pictures and told her to insert it right there. (laughs) And she cut you out of it? Yeah, yeah. She cut Charlie out too, yeah. (laughs) Uh, An individual answer from both of you. And Lorianne, I'll start with you. Okay. If I say, you know you're going to interview this person, it's going to be a great interview because they just are great on the microphone. Who's a great interview? There are so many. But you got to give me one. Oh, that's so oh, unfair. You're going to put us on the spot. Like, I'm not saying who's bad. I'm no, not no, saying no. who's bad, but I'm saying who. I understand who, that. Because, okay, I, I will tell you mine to give you thoughts on this. Yeah. I know, and again, much like you guys, I've been fortunate enough to forge relationships with certain people in this town, too. Some yeah. of them happen to be artists. And... One of my friends is Jake Owen, who I know he's going to nail it on air because he just has something. He's all, he comes in prepared. He will go wherever I take him or I'll let him take me somewhere. Mm-hmm. We just have that relationship where I know Jake is coming in. It's going to be a killer interview regardless. So if I were to put that on you, <laughs> Lorianne. Classic artist or current? Does Let's go classic. Classic You can artist. do each if you want. We can do the categories. Well, okay, okay. Uh, Barbara Mandrell. Flat out will tell you the truth about anything. Love that. You have to and Reba. That. She and Reba. Yeah, Reba's awesome. She'll just, she will Was tell Reba you. always like that? Yeah. I thought so. Because I don't know if it's Reba now, because she's Reba, because she will just well, say it. I take that back. And when I first interviewed her in 83, I believe it was, she was uh, still trying to get a feel. Yeah, the feel of the vibe. She was a little timid at first. Yeah, I guess that's a good word. Yeah, at first. But then, confidence. Boy, now she'll tell you whatever. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, don't you get... love it? Yes, I, I love it. She'd be up there too, as far as I just don't get to interview her as much anymore, um, because she's Reba and she does whatever she wants. And yeah. Uh, but yeah. okay, so we're gonna do Barbara Mandrell, and then who would be current? Current artist. Oh God, Charlie, who did we break into giggles about? There <laughs> were so many people. I will tell you, Brothers Osborne. Brothers Osborne, for whatever reason, we just start off the rails and we never get back on and we just laugh a lot. 
Yeah. I, I love. Yeah, good guys. Before. Good guys. All Al, right. Al Dean's funny. <laughs> is he? Al Dean is a mess. Well, it's because Charlie and Al Dean are naughty little boys. No, we're not. And when no. they get together, I cannot. I can't keep it together on the show. Well, we start out giving him some crap to begin with, and then it slowly just. You talk about in. your tongue toilet seats, and then you your Rolling Stone toilet <laughs> Some, seats. Similar, yeah, 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 similar, yeah, yeah, but not yeah. not exactly that. But I will tell you, I like Trisha Yearwood. Mm-hmm. She goes back to what you were saying a moment ago. You bring it, just throw it out there. She'll go with you wherever you want to go. She's so funny, and Justin Moore. I just did an interview <laughs> with him. He's out of his mind. He's out of his mind. Yeah, he, yeah. you know, he's uh, another Arkansas boy, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So he was telling me the other day. Uh, you know, with a woman you love, of course, big hit song and all that. And he was talking about, uh, I said, well, what have you had to do? <laughs> what concessions have you had to make? He said, well, I've learned. He said, you know, I don't like cats. And she brought home a damn cat. And now I love that cat. <laughs> it sleeps in the bed. The cat sleeps in the bed with me. And he just just turned and walked away. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. So you guys were inducted into the the Country Music Hall of Fame, the Radio, the radio, music, yes. the radio Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, we were. So when you get that call, when well, how long ago was that? that Thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Okay, so that's I mean that's you just have I didn't know which act. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I don't know which act like to focus on because <laughs> I just like to talk to you guys, but I also want to share oh. with our younger because we get about a million people an episode to listen to this yep. thing, and so. Maybe some of our younger audience, they're only listening to stuff like streaming music and mm. podcasts. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I want to really focus on a couple of, of the, but there's so many I didn't know what to focus on. So we've spent some of this time, <laughs> we could do a whole podcast on just all the cool things you guys have done. <laughs> well. and, and that's one of them, being in the country music, the country radio hall of fame. And so when you, who calls and tells you that? Was or what's pain? that? Yeah, well, Bill called me. Yeah, he called me too. Yeah, and he basically, yeah, I was at my desk and I picked up the phone and uh, Bill Main, and uh, he asked me what I was doing on a certain date. And usually that means people want you to come and present mm-hmm. or be on the board or, or whatever. And so I was a little cautious because I don't want to immediately commit to something that I don't know about in my crazy schedule. And so I was kind of like, well, what's the day? What are we talking about? And he says, because you are going to be inducted into the Country Radio Hall of Fame. And I swear to you, I'm going to back up. Yeah, All he heard was, over the, go over there. <laughs> I swear, I screamed that loud for about five minutes. I, I watched a horror movie last night. It sounded just, just like that. Just like that. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, Bill called me as well. And he just said, uh, you know, he, I knew who he was. <clears throat> Didn't know why he was calling, though, because he was the Country Radio broadcaster, CRB. And I figured, hey, he wants us to do something. He said, well, you're going into the Hall of Fame. And I said, are you sure? He said, yeah. Check yes. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was very pleased to hear that. It That's was, kind uh, of tame, Charlie. Exciting. Well, I'm not going to do what you did, but I did something similar. Hey, Sally. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got off the phone and did it. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. And no one, I don't think anyone, is more deserving than you guys. But allow me to be slightly offended that you weren't in years years, years earlier than that. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Because we don't, see, but it's what we hit on before. We are so crazy. We are just so focused on the next show and doing the next thing. We we don't sit around and, 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 and I guess we should, but we don't figure out what award we want or um, I don't even know how you get 
voted on or nominated for these things. So I think maybe that's just one of our weaknesses as, as people in the business is that we, we just have to get more self-promotion oriented so more people know about us. Yeah, probably. Our focus has always been on day-to-day. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they'll last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. They offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. And stay cool in short-sleeve moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tacova's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. Tacovas.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, how do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. On eBay right now, you can get a Crook and Chase 1992 Country Gold trading card. <laughs> Autographed? No. How much do you think that card goes for? 50 cents. Well, you'll be shot because you'll be making $3.10 if you sell Ooh. one of those. Non-autographed, though. If you autograph it, at least three fifty. Is there a make an offer on it? Um, <laughs> buy it now, yeah. Bobby, and make an offer. We both. will sell it yeah. to you for $2. Okay, you know what? You got it. <laughs> So, but Charlie, you know, you have the goatee now, kind of the beard into the goatee. Yeah. Just the must. When did, when did you make the decision to go from the single mustache to more? Five or, years ago. I have no idea why. Uh, I, I do recall when I first started growing this beard, and Charlie Daniels was coming by, the late Charlie Daniels was coming by our studio, and he walked and he looked at me and said, I'd been growing it, I guess, about a month. He said, are you growing a beard? I went, uh, yeah, he said, well, it's going to be white. <laughs> walked on by. And I said, well, thanks, Charles. But it became popular. Think it about did. all the people. I mean, Thomas well, Rick grew a beard. Yeah, and then everybody Jordan. started growing a beard during the pandemic, and I kept it. So I, I started, this is a pre-pandemic beard, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought I'd try it. Who's your favorite artist of all time? Led Zeppelin. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm going to base this on just experience and going to the shows and my youth and everything else, the Rolling Stones. I know a toilet seat you could get. <laughs> I know. 
Mm-hmm. I almost spit I do, right I do have the shirt. <laughs> yeah. Autographed by Mick Jagger. Really? Thank oh. you very much. Yes. As a matter of fact, we saw the Stones. Karen and I, my wife Karen and I saw the Rolling Stones in Knoxville in 1972. And there was the Tumbling Dice Tour. I guess it was. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we looked up, and we didn't know this. It wasn't advertised. But here comes the opening act. It was Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. So here's Stevie Wonder coming on with the Sweet Inspirations, his backup group. One of the Sweet Inspirations was his, his sister was in the group. And they were doing a conga line. That's how they got him from one place to another, you know, on stage. And, and then the Stones came out. And that was when they were comparing the, the loudness of the Rolling Stone concert to standing behind a jet engine. That was a big deal back then. And we saw that the tickets were $6.50. You can get two trading cards for that price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and chase. Make an offer. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Act while you can. Do you want to? Do you want to hear my pathetic Led Zeppelin story? I was going to ask. So first of all, they were the reason that in high school I was grounded for an entire summer, because they came to Birmingham, Alabama, and my boyfriend and I, without telling my parents, we went to see Led Zeppelin, and I didn't get home till one or two in the morning, so I got grounded the whole summer. Fast forward to, I don't know, when did uh, Robert Plant start working with uh, Alison Krauss? Mm. This is how much I love Robert Plant. <laughs> I had the opportunity in a little hallway to meet him and shake his hand like Charlie did. And I got about as far to him as you are to me, Bobby. And I turned around and ran out of the building. She ran to the elevator. I love this man and his artistry. And his voice so much, I did not have the guts to meet him. And I still haven't. I chatted him up real good. <laughs> I bet yeah. you did. What? Can Can't I go it? back? I'm going to go back. I need to amend my answer just a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. There are two number one artists for me. I mentioned the Stones, mm-hmm. the Beatles. You ever see them? Uh, I've seen two of them. Saw McCartney. I never saw him as a group. McCartney and Ringo. Saw Ringo down at the Ryman recently with his all-star band. He was incredibly good. Buying hairspray? Gas station? No, you know, I don't know. This man just turned 80 years old, and he was all over the place. Yeah. I was going. He's 80? Yeah. Let me ask you, and we're getting close to ending this. We've almost done an hour with you guys, and I'm just grateful, oh just grateful for your time. Were you worried about going up to Robert Plant the whole time, or did it just hit you like, <laughs> I need to go? Like, what? Because you're going up to him. Can you walk me through that? Well, the only reason I was going toward him was because he and Allison were leaving the studio where they were working, and I had, Charlie and I had to walk toward them and by them to get to the studio where we were working. And I just, I don't even know what I'm afraid of. I think I would just probably act like an idiot, or I'd just start crying, I love you, Robert. I just didn't want to be an idiot. It was part of it that you didn't want him to not be nice, so you didn't want to have to love him less? Maybe. Maybe. I've made those decisions. You have? Yeah, where it's like I'm such a big fan. Uh, I just don't even want to risk oh. not loving your art. See, it ruins your life. Of, yeah, if it that does, happens. It, it sucks. It, it ruins your I, life. If you're an idiot, you can be in his band. That's true. You could. <laughs> you could be, yeah. We can use anybody. Singer. We can use anybody that's any good. I'll go up to plant and go, whole lot of love. Hey, play some Wild Cherry and I'll dance. I'll be your dancer. <laughs> Let me say to you two, I... I've been looking forward to this for weeks and weeks. Thank oh, you. thank when you. When I saw it yeah, pop too. up on my calendar, because I, I 
told Micah, we, we have a, like a dream list of people that we want personally. And, you know, we get really, I mean, people come by, Urban come, drives up and comes over and Jay, everybody comes by. But sure. when it was like our dream list, it's people that personally like have mattered to us. I said, man, I would love to, to get you to. Thank you. And it popped up. He didn't tell me. He just popped in my calendar and I screenshot it and sent it back and I sent him with, with a fist emoji going, that's no, awesome. No. You mean you didn't go, I did not. <laughs> okay. I did not. I'm disappointed did that you not. didn't. But, but when you guys walked in, instead of going up and saying hello, I almost ran away. But I kept myself yeah. and I sat here, and I'm glad I did. And then he went, Because <laughs> you're awesome. The congratulations <laughs> on you. not just an excellent career, but the sustained success. Thank you. Like, they're completely independent. Congratulations on such <laughs> a noteworthy and... Even to someone as a fan myself, it has impacted me in many ways. So just selfishly, personally, I say thank you. Oh. But also, it's like you've sustained it where you're still relevant after well, 40 you. years together. And that itself is just a, hopefully to you guys like a, a, a treasure that you're able to stay together and keep doing it. It's a lot of fun. We, we consider ourselves family. We're, we're close friends. We've been through a lot together as friends and business partners and things and uh, it's uh, it, it's good, and it's by the grace of God. Yeah, let's just say it. You know, it's one of those things you can't plan it, and uh, if it happens this way, it's uh, it's a God thing. And yeah. you can follow Charlie on TikTok. All you have to do is go over and. <laughs> can you imagine he's dancing on TikTok? Are you you gonna buy the card? You gonna buy the card? Yeah. We've seen <laughs> we've seen Bobby Bones doing the you what is it the get up or you something? You don't want to see me doing anything. Yeah, of I saw that. you. No, no, you were good. I yeah, thought you were good, and you yeah. did it with some kind of a large drink in your yeah. hand. You ever danced on this table? Mm -mm. Now is the time. Oh, no. the laughter indicates otherwise. It is not the time. It is. Thank you. Big fan. Always, thank always will thank be. You. Thank you, guys. Appreciate your time. This Bye. is fun. Thank you. That's awesome, guys. <laughs>